Hey, this is Brennan Burke from MSG Networks and NBC Sports, and you're listening to the On the Board Sports Podcast. You can! it on the board! Yes! And welcome back to another On the Board Sports Podcast. I'm Coach Sean Gunn, a.k.a. Sean Gunn. Happy late-time to all. As always, joined by my main man, my co-host, William Chirucci, a.k.a. We'll see Will. How you doing, pal? Hanging in for the most part, can't complain. You know how it goes. Almost every day is like a Sunday at this point in time, but we got to make the best of a bad situation. We're recording episodes, and we're doing what we got to do right now. Sean, how you making out through all this? Well, doing good. Obviously, a lot going on in the world right now. So, you know, things are, you know, starting to... I don't want to say settle down, but things are starting to be more at ease. Uh, the city is officially in uh, phase one. Right. So to see more cars on the road, more people on the street, so on and so forth. So hopefully we get back to, we, we know things won't be normal. There'll be a new norm, but hopefully we'll see what happens there. But besides that, Will, all is well. But Will, do you know which which sport all is not well with, Will? Uh... I'm wearing a T-shirt right now that represents a baseball team, so I'm going to go with that. Well, you baseball is not well. Correct. That is, MLB is not well. Well, let's get into it. Well, MLB will. They had a 114 game proposal rejected a couple of days ago. They had a 76 game uh, season uh, proposal. I believe that got rejected as well. Now they're talking about 48 games. Well, me and you have been on. The record as saying that baseball shouldn't have canned the season weeks ago. They're trying, they're trying. You even said on previous shows, listen, these owners and these players are going to get it right, you know, because, you know, money and all of that stuff. Well, it's looking bleaker by the day that we're going to have an MLB season, pal. What's your thoughts on what's um, going on? It's getting ridiculous at this point in time, to be honest with you as a fan. But when you're looking at what these players want, they want full everything. They want full everything with their contracts. And the owners right now are losing money. And each and every day that there's no baseball being played. And because of this, this special situation that we're in right now, which is it's special, it's never happened before, nor will it probably happen again ever. And, you know, we, we look at this and we have to say to ourselves, you know, with everything that's gone on with Major League Baseball, I don't feel bad for the owners. They're making money hand over fist some way, somehow. And, you know, these franchises that are going out there and when baseball comes back in, they're going to be making, they're going to be profiting off of this. Meanwhile, the player that only has about, and there's only 25 roster spots, 26 roster spots that goes on and minor league baseball players lost out on their jobs. Some of them, you know, they got laid off because of this and, this is just absolutely unbelievable what has happened, you know, but I do not feel bad for the owners at all. Not one bit for the players. Again, the CBA is coming up next year. So there, there is that aspect to it. You know, you don't want to give up. You don't want to give up on what's going on if you're the players, because if the MLB players union goes to the MLB and says, all right, we're going to accept your offer. Then when the negotiations come around, it is going to be absolutely, it's going to be crazy. Oh, well, you accepted this deal because of this certain set of circumstances. 
Now this is going to happen here. Players want their full money. I get that to the fullest extent in the law possible. The owners don't want to go into it. But at some point in time with this season, there has to be, you know, a middle ground that everybody can come to here. And to be honest with you, with each and every day that passes by, we're already on June 9th going into June 10th. This, this right now is, like you said, Sean, this is going to be, it's going to be the breaking point right now for Major League Baseball. This, this is it. This is it. And well, to 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 piggyback off of what you said, the issue is coming down to money. And as you know, the owners, the commissioner works with the owners. Every commissioner of all four major sports, soccer, you want to add that to the commissioner's job is to make the owners cash. However, we're in a pandemic. We're trying to resist what what in this case started season during a pandemic. And well, I don't blame the players because the players are like, are like look. We know we got to take a pay cut, but you guys want us to take a pay cut, pay cut. And it's like, you know, we, 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 we can't do this. Like, we, we, like you guys have to compensate you know, us. But, well, the way that we have to view it is this. When we talk about a potential start to a season, we have to think about it a month in advance. Because they're going to need a minimum of at least 21 days, three weeks. To have spring training part two. That's so right. now today's what June 9th. We're talking about July 9th, if we're being technical here. And so now you start the season July sometime. And then you got July, August, September, and then the playoffs will go into October and November. That's just pushing everything back. I think well, baseball dropped the ball. Their study should have been July 4th. Because well, when you think about it. Baseball starts now at the end of March. You could, but between, but between April and May, baseball teams play, what, 30 games, 35 games? Right. You could have found a way to sprinkle in 35 games from July till October. You could have found a way to get less off days, maybe play a doubleheader here, a doubleheader there, blah, blah, blah. But to now start the season, potentially – Late July, early August, 48 games. You cannot crown a true champion at 48 games. So I think the season's over. And as a Mets fan, well, this may sound selfish, but I am cheering because we weren't going to have no similar guard anyway. <laughs> and I know he's probably going to miss half of next season, but I'd rather him miss half of the season than a full season and a half. And listen, teams that signed free agents this year, they didn't get to see them play. But, right. I mean, I mean, but I mean, look. At the end of the day, well, what what have we spoken about on the show? Well, certain things take precedent over sports. Right. I just read a a, a report on CNN. One hundred and eleven thousand people in the United States have died because of COVID. One hundred and eleven thousand. If that doesn't take precedent over, especially baseball, well, I think baseball should pack it in figure out this labor dispute between now and end of the year and come back strong in the 2021 game. Not only that too, but you have 20 to 30 million unemployed Americans still talk about that. And, you know, we talk about the, you know, what's going on in the world right now. You said it over 110,000 people just about passed away 
Sean, that's unbelievable right there, you know, to actually talk about that. 20 to 30 million Americans out of work still. And we just went through phase one in New York City opening up. And all around the country, people are trying to get back to work outside of New York City. Phase two happened up in Long Island, up on Long Island, excuse me, in Nassau County, Suffolk, and Westchester County, such. It's just unbelievable what's going on. But not only that, too, like, if you do go out there, right, if you do go out there and figure out this whole dispute, forget about the major league players here for a second. What about the minor league players? You know, that their season is just about cancel at that point. Just about getting, you know, owners can't even pay them minimum wage. Just about, you know what I mean? That's just horrible. I forgot who it was, which player it was. I think it was David Price of the LA Dodgers. Anyway, he came out and he was going to donate, what, his year's salary to help out with minor league baseball players trying to pay them. That's fucking unbelievable. You know, excuse my language, you would think that these teams would have some sort of insurance on on something like this, but, you know, it, it didn't happen, and it's just absolutely unbelievable. It really is. You know, it's sad. It's a shame. Well, not only is it uh, a shame, well, it's one of those things where coronavirus hit spring training around there, like it hit February, but really it hit March. Right. And you knew the season was going to be postponed. Well, some countries, some countries, and I think it was Germany. Germany moved so fast, Will. Once the first few cases, well, Germany set, shut down the country. And that's why they were one of the first countries to open back up because they moved so quickly. Right. I think MLB took a, oh, my God, we don't know what the hell we're doing approach and now it's June 9th, it'll be June 10th tomorrow. And nobody knows when when it's going to start. To me it'll be a rush to agree on 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 anything. And well this this 2020 has been probably one of the worst years in the history of sport. Because you're looking at a potential not having a season. Looking at the Astros scandal, the Red Sox scandal, people calling for Rob um, um, Manfred's head. Manfred, yeah. This is looking at like a real bad season, but I think to save face, say, listen, I'm going to have baseball this year. We're we're going to we're going to go about 2021 as if 2020 was was played. So we're going to have the freedoms can be free agents, the 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 qualifying offers can qualify, the tenders can tender, whatever the case is. But I think their I think their efforts now will be focused on twenty twenty one. Get this labor agreement, you know, figured out. Get the money to figure out. Well, because listen, at the end of the day, these small market clubs are where the superstars are. Milwaukee is not a big city, well, but they have two, three super superstars uh, on that team, well. and no, no saying and just for an uh, example's sake. So I mean. You know, you look at um, uh, Cleveland, Lindor, uh, superstar. But Cleveland is considered a small market team to the point where they were considering trading him because they didn't think they would have enough money to pay him. <laughs> right, and you know, so, you look at you look at this too right now, right? With everything that's gone on, you mentioned the small market teams. You look at the big market teams. 
big market teams like the Yankees, okay, they go out, they sign Garrett Cole to this maximum contract that's absolutely crazy. The pitcher has never seen this type of money before. But the Yankees still have players that are literally on their rookie deal still. Claver Torres is one. Gary Sanchez is one. Aaron Judge is one. You know, we know what, what happened with uh, Aaron Hicks going out there and getting this 10-year deal or seven-year deal, excuse me, worth about, what, almost $10 million, just about, you know? Uh, you're getting another guy, too, in Severino, who got a three-year, four-year deal in the process, too, last year, even though he's on Tommy John. So there's a lot of things that are ultimately happening here, uh, you know, but with everything that's been said, Sean, you know, I, I think we're in agreement here on this. It, it's just the fact that there will be no MLB season. I, I, I Unless something really happens, and we could be eating our, eating our words sometime next week, you know, on, on which there's going to be games being handed out and such. We're not going to see Major League Baseball next, you know, this year coming up. We're not. And, Will, and you talk about the Yankees. You talk about the Mets. You know, uh, like I said, you know, Senegal is going to miss the whole year. Anyway, the Tommy yeah. John. Uh, Strowman, he's going to be free. Strowman was going to be in number two. Now he's going to be free. Do the Mets pay him? Probably not. But, I mean, you know, and – do they give up on Max? You know what I'm saying? Max has been here for like, what, uh, five, six uh, seasons now. Do they want to uh, give up on him? And, well, and a, as, a, as a Mets fan, really I was looking forward to two. I, well, I was looking forward to this season for three reasons. One, right. first year uh, um, manager, what can he bring to the uh, uh, table? Uh, Felipe, does I lose some? So obviously the baseball uh, pedigree is there. Number two, this was finally, well, finally, this was the last year of Yohannes Cespedes' contract. <laughs> and right. it was a contract year, and I'm pretty sure he was going to go apeshit, Will. And, but number three, can Jacob DeGrom win his third straight in Cy Young? I was really, really looking forward to seeing that and with the improvements that we made. But, but I mean, I mean look, at the end of the day, well, I think the Yankees are in a much better position for a missed season than the Mets, because with the Mets, that's the major question marks. On top of that, it's not bad that DeGrom gets a year off after winning back-to-back Cy Young. That's pretty, pretty good. Right. So it's not bad. But, I mean, will the Mets have major question marks? Strowman, is he back? Syndergaard's health. Do you bring back uh, Max? Do you bring back uh, Cespedes? Right. Uh, Robinson Cano, he's going to be, what, 38 next year? Uh, what do you do with... Um, uh, uh, Jeff McNeil is Conforto yeah. the first round guy that you thought he was, or do you move him? Well, the Yankees to me, their their question marks are really. I mean, every team has question marks, but they, but well, it's it's like you said, Glaber rookie deal, other guys rookie deal. You know, Garrett Cole isn't going. Did, uh, did, uh, anyway, anywhere. Right. It, it just sucks that you know you paid that you're gonna most likely miss out on a year. Of Garrett Cole. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, no. Look, <laughs> the bottom line here is the fans, the fans are losing out on this. The fans have been losing out on this since the beginning. And, you know, my final thought with this whole pandemic situation here with Major League Baseball, and if they could somehow find a way to collectively bargain what's going on here, is just the fact that will there be a happy medium? 
within the next couple of weeks as what's what's going to unfold right now. And with the way how the MLBPA and with MLB that keep on going out there, like like we said before, Sean, we're in agreement with the players here at this point in time, in the sense of you know don't back down to what's going on because they were originally going to take half a pay cut because of this. And then the owners wanted them to take even more of a pay cut. And they're like, well, wait a minute. No, we don't want that to happen. You know? So you got to stick with the players here. And for the people that's billionaires and millionaires, this stuff happens all the time. And, you know, and you, you know, work, working contracts, you look at, I'm in the electrical union right now. Okay. I see it. There's collectively bargaining that, that needs to happen. You think owners want to pay, you know, some guy $56 an hour, as opposed to, you know, 30 and no benefits at all. Some of these contractors want that. And that's what made, that's what major league baseball is trying to do here. But, you know, at that point in time, you're talking about players only making X amount of dollars at the end of the day. That's it. That might be peanuts to some of these billionaires, but many people don't like that necessarily. Yeah, well, so, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So we just have to see, you know, but obviously, you know, they're, they're on their last legs. When you go from 114 to 76, that's a raise, ready, uh, crazy drop. When you go from 76 to 48, I mean, at, I mean, at this point, what's the point, bro? So we shall yep. see. We're moving yep. on from MLB to NBA, a sport that did figure it out, a sport that is on the way back. And obviously, you know, with Will being a Laker friend and me being defended the next two, the two teams that are in it. Um, well, obviously, uh, July 31st cannot come fast enough. The NBA agreed to have 22 teams in. Um, and you know, and uh, uh, the play in for the playoffs and the eight game regular season schedule. Every game was going to be played at Walt Disney World in Orlando with the NBA finals happening at Amway Arena where the magic played. Well, I think they, I think they could have started way before July uh, 31st. I don't know why they pushed it that far, but listen, at the end of the day, well, NBA is back, we're going to see. Where we're going to have a champion crown. Well, when he first heard the news of the NBA being back, well, my first thoughts of the NBA coming back were just, you know, cool. All right. You're going to have your 22 teams go in there and play for, you know, a chance to hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy. That's an awesome thing uh, to see. And not only that, but now with, with this playoff style, that's going to happen right now, like in the NHL. And we'll get to that after this. But with that said, you have now outside of the top eight teams in each conference, right? You have the Wizards coming back and playing. Bradley Beal, young team still, you know, Roy Hachimura, right? Am I pronouncing his name right? He's playing. He was playing good. Then you look at the West. The West has been close every game. San Antonio back in it, even though they're not going to have LaMarcus Aldridge, right? Then you're going to have the New Orleans Pelicans coming back in. Young team, very young. And that's going to be fun to watch. Everybody's going to want to watch Zion 
and Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and those guys going out there and just playing hard and playing that young, fast way. You know, so there is that aspect of it. And then with the top teams, you look at the Lakers, you look at the Clippers, you look at the Bucks, you look at the, you know, you look at the Jazz. Even in the East, you look at your team, the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant's not coming back at the end of the year, you know, but it's still something. You're going to have playoffs with the Nets involved. Um, you know, who else am I missing here? The Indiana Pacers, the 76ers are going to be going out Celtics, there. The, the Celtics and the Orlando Magic and the Heat as well. So that right there is just absolutely unbelievable. Anybody, see, here's the thing that's going to be great about this everybody's going to be healthy. Everybody's going to be healthy. And there are people out there that are going to play and there are going to be upsets galore in this. I think you're going to see parity in this NBA postseason. And it's only one time in which you're going to see this ever happen again, in which you're going to have 22 teams make it into the postseason because of this special, because of what happened. I can't even call this special because during the pandemic, it's just absolutely awful. We alluded to the lives lost. We alluded to the fact that there's, you know, eight digit numbers when it comes to the American being out of work. But this is just awesome to see. You talk about, you know, just fan bases getting involved, seeing stuff on Twitter, you know, getting to see these young players going out there and playing hard. And look, listen, as far as the NBA goes, like I said before, anything's possible this postseason now. July 31st, we know what's going to happen. And like you alluded to, Sean, why did they do this? You don't want guys going back out there three weeks in, four weeks in. Get these guys some time. They still Remember, basketball is a global game. Gates got to open up still. You know, there might be places where you got to get a special visa in order to go out and, and travel again. And as far as, you know, just getting – the gates open, trying to get some of these players back into training camps and such. It's just one of those things that you just look at and you just say to yourself, okay, July 31st may be the right time to do it. Well, my take on it is, you know, yes, I feel they should have came back earlier, but you know, you do need time, you know, they need training camp and all of that stuff. But, and you know, some states are still not allowed to have a certain amount of people in a certain right. amount of space, like New York. <laughs> so, so I mean, even though the Knicks are up, you know, the Mets can't fully uh, meet up and stuff like that. But, um, you know, my only concern is everybody is going to be in Orlando. And I know they're going to do, like, the daily testing and all of that stuff. My thing is, what if somebody has it? What if somebody catches it? Do you still continue with the season? Do you pause it again? You know, now I'm sure the day is going to help that, but yeah, we shall see there. Well, on the topic of uh, parity, I agree 110%. And not only, not only with that, we're going to see which players took care of their bodies during this break. We know that LeBron James and LeBron been posting videos of him working out. But you got people like, uh, I think it was Jimmy Butler, who said he had, he didn't shoot in like a good month. So what so what was he doing? Was he eating? Was he doing this? You got players every day on Instagram and you know, doing this and doing that. 
we're really going to see which players took care of their bodies, which players took this time off seriously in terms of, you know, taking the season uh, seriously. So, um, you know, well, so well, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it coming back on it. You know, obviously with the eight-game regular season, we have to see, you know, are these teams going to be playing just their conference or, you know, uh, mixed match the ball. The last time we saw our respective teams, the Nets beat the Lakers on uh, – I didn't think the Nets had a chance because Kyrie didn't play, KD didn't play. The Lakers were blowing us out. The Nets came back. Anthony Davis missed a wide open three. <laughs> but, um, you know, but, you know, I think the top teams are going to be fine. Um, obviously, this whole George Floyd thing changed things because you know, these players were working out, keeping in shape. Now we've seen all these players out protesting. Uh, Giannis was out there uh, um, by protest. Butler was out there. Mitchell. All the all these I mean, players on these big teams were well, And well, in terms of teams, I agree with you. I think the top teams are going to do well. I think the Lakers, Clippers, I don't think those teams are going to skip a beat. But well, there's two teams in particular that I think this break helped. One in the West, one in the East. I'll give you the East team first. The East team is Boston. Nobody's talking about Boston. But I think this break helped them because even though those guys are spring legs, like Jalen Brown's young and Tatum's young and Marcus Smart is young, Boston wasn't playing particularly well coming down towards the end. Matter of fact, Toronto was catching them for, I think, the second seed or the third seed. I think this top team like Boston figure out, and that's starting to go against anybody. Um, so I think that helped them. Well, the team that I think helped in the Western Conference is Dallas. A lot of people forget this is only um, uh, Luca's second year. Luca still, I mean, even though he's taking the league by storm, well, you never discredit a championship coach. And a lot of people forget Rick Carlisle is a championship coach. Right. That first year with the Heat, nobody gave the Mavericks a chance. Nobody. Sean Marion and, and right. Jason Kidd and Dirk beat them. Yep. Game yep. six in South Beach. You're right, in Miami. I remember they that. never kind of show. Well, we should have those teams. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One, two teams that I look at you know, that help out immensely with the break. Obviously, you talked about the the Mavs and you talked about the Celtics. One team in particular in the East that stands out the most that could go out there and kill it and shock a lot of people, the Magic. You look at what the Magic have, okay? Markel Fultz is on a mission trying to want to prove people, hey, I am this guy. I am the number one overall pick. I can actually lead a franchise – to the to the promised land. Even though it's still the eight seed, he's still young. People want to question his free throw ability and his jump and the way how his jump shot looks, everything like that. The kid can go out there and play. And if he can go out there and get to where he's got to go to, I feel like that's that right there. Markel Fultz is that guy that can go out there and rip people's hearts out in the playoffs. Another guy that comes out to to, to mind is Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is a guy to me that is Blake Griffin 2.0. Just has the the athleticism. He can go out there. He can rebound. He can jump. You know, he has a jump shot a little bit to a to a degree. 
And then you look at, too, the center position. You look at Mr. Vucevic from the Magic, USC product. I, I hear it all the time. This guy's a walking double-double. And you see it, you hear it with them. You know, that, that's, a, that's a three. That's a fearsome three right there yeah. alone. And, you know, can't discredit Mobamba. Looked like Mobamba was working out a little bit down with the Magic. And with everything that's gone on with them, especially that big win against the Lakers in Los Angeles, you know, in, what was it, January or February, nobody was talking about them either. You know, they were right there in the thick of things as well. So the Magic, to me, are a team that could go out there and shock, shock a lot of people in the East. And in the, and in the West, you know, you talked about Dallas. And I mentioned New Orleans. I think New Orleans with Alvin Gentry over there as their coach. My goodness. Talk about a team that could go out there and run too deep right. at every position, you know, and that's unbelievable what's going on. And even having, you know, Zion, everybody's going to want to focus in on Zion. Lonzo Ball is going to be a guy that's going to be wanting to prove people that, hey, what happened to me in Los Angeles and what also happened to me over, you know, here in New Orleans, and my father isn't this anymore. It's all about me right now. It's never about my father. It's never about the family. It's never about these distractions. This is his time to put his stamp on his play, you know, in the playoffs. Absolutely. And Brandon Ingram, too, another guy. Talk about a guy that could be like a Kevin Durant. Oh, my goodness. But those are my two teams. Those are definitely well, my two teams. Well, the Magic, that's, that's a good pick because – Debbie, because – because they're home, they're home. They you know what I'm saying, and and no, like they don't gotta travel anywhere. Anywhere, obviously, they still have to sleep at the at the hotel, so they can't physically go home. But I mean, still, like they're they're in the city, right. and they're in the state. So I know that's gonna definitely uh work work out for them. Well, I think the NBA went to 22 teams because they wanted to include. Pelicans. I really do. I really think the NBA said, look, we did not get Zion opening night. We did not get Zion until, what, after the break or a little bit before the break. If we could have Zion in the playoffs, and, well, I agree with you, Will. Lonzo, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Jackson Hayes, Derek Favors, um, obviously Zion, Josh Hart. Well, that's a lot of young talent to go up against a team that got older legs like the Clippers or, you know, or uh, Houston, so on and so forth. And Houston will, another team, a lot of people forget Houston. They said, you know what? We don't care about having guys seven feet. The tallest guy in Houston, I think, is like six, eight. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, they, and they decided to change up their whole thing. So it's going to be interesting. But, well, before we close the uh, show, well, well I, I – I, it it does suck because well for as long as we've been NBA fans probably before we've been NBA fans well somebody by the name of Vince Carter was in the league well and because of the NBA going to twenty two teams Vince Carter officially has played his last game and I was looking at all the teams that he that he played for well I forgot he played for Dallas and the Suns I completely forgot that Vince Carter played for those two teams but. To see, you know, he's one of the guys that I wish would have gotten a chance to win a ring. And 
he could have went ring uh, chasing like a lot of guys did, like David West and Kevin Durant and other guys. He said, listen, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And he said, you know what? I- I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. So to have an NBA season, to not have Vince Carter, well, well I'm 31. Vince Carter has been in the league since I was nine years old. <laughs> that is astonishing. Nine, nine years old. I think he's the only player to play in four different decades, right? The 90s, the 2000s, 2010, and now in 2020. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think, That's he, ridiculous. I think he was the only player. He is, he is. Okay. He is. He's, he's definitely going to be inducted into uh, the oh, Hall of be. Fame. And will we'll, and well, it just sucks because that Toronto team, when Tracy McGrady got there, they were just too young. They were just way too young. I remember they had a first-round series against the Knicks um, that they lost, and they were just a little too young. And then he came to the Nets. But remember, he came to the Nets after they went to the finals back-to-back years. And, 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 and that was kind of the fizzling out. Then he say, okay, great. A magic. You know, you, you send him back home because he's from – um, uh, Florida, and that didn't work out. And then Phoenix, and then it's just a whole bunch of stuff. But I know um, it's it's gonna be sad to see him go. It was hard watching him play for the Hawks, a team that is obviously rebuilding and trying to tank. It was hard watching them, but well, I'm definitely gonna miss him, and the NBA is gonna uh, miss him too. And um, you know, he's in five years, he'll definitely be walking into. Uh, I forgot what the Hall of Fame is called. Springfield, right. Springfield, Massachusetts. Right, right. Yeah, my final thought is for this episode, you know, you look at everything that's going on with the NBA, and, you know, at this point in time, you just, you look at it, and you just say to yourself, why did they pick Disney? Think about it. For the listener out there that doesn't know, Disney owns ESPN. ESPN owns the rights to the NBA, and that includes ABC, when we're going to see that, uh, because ABC is owned by Disney as well. So there's a lot of things that you want to look at, but that right there, that is the main reason. Think about how much TV money is going to be poured in for those playoffs. And yeah, we can't forget about TNT, when they're going to go out there and do it in the Turner family and such. And even the local regional deals like the Fox Sports of the world that might be getting their their playoff shares or even the NBC uh, Sports Network Comcast now at this point in time. But, you know, we have to just look at that. We can't forget about that. You know, we can't forget about why they're playing at Disney. They could have played in Vegas if they wanted to. You know, they could have played at UNLV. But because of the fact that it's Disney and because of the fact that Disney owns ESPN, and ESPN owns the rights to the NBA. Come on. If people don't think like that, they got to wake up. Well, I forgot who we were interviewing. I think it was Lake Lewis. Um, I forgot who we were uh, in, um, interviewing, but we were talking about this exact right. same thing. And you mentioned that exact same point. And I believe, I believe it was Lake. Um, and he said, well, you know, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but since he said it. And, and right. Well, well, he's an Orlando guy too, right? Orlando guy, right. And well, Everybody knows that that's the case. Every, everybody, and it's like you said, whoever is too naive, they're just not thinking straight. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, that's right. listen, the NBA has, I mean, ESPN, ABC, they have their way. 
And, um, you know, well, I think I say this for, ev- for everybody. I enjoy watching the NBA on TNT more than I do watching it on ESPN. Even though I love Mike Breen and Van Gundy and Mark, I love watching Shaq and Charles and Kenny and obviously and Ernie and then Chris Weber calling the games and other guys calling the games. So, um, but I mean, hey, well, listen, the NBA is back. We're thankful for it. It sucks we have to wait another month and two weeks, but it's back and we shall see. So we take it up from there. Well, um, before we end the show, I think you had a hockey point. No, was I mistaken? You know, you look at the NHL going on. We haven't had a show in which we, me and you, we talked about this, you know, in a long, long time. And you look at everything that's gone on. The Islanders are going to play the Panthers in the first round, you know, qualifying Again. round. Again, right? <laughs> they, they're talking about, you know, after every round, they're going to go out and have this, you know, reshuffling of the playoff picture, which I don't, I don't get personally. Because if you have the, the teams there already in place, just do it. And then you figure it out from there. But in general, the reshuffle it after the first or second round make, makes you scratch your head after a while. But it's just one of those things that you're just happy that sports are back. And especially since it's the end of the year as well. But, you know, what's we don't know what's going to happen, you know, past the second round. What's this reshuffling going to going to do you know what is it really going to do and also too we still haven't found out what major hub what two major cities are going to go out and have these playoff games you know well i think i think one of the canadian cities is definitely going to be one of them i don't know i think so i i i i just do i just have a strong feeling I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be Toronto, Vancouver. I mean, whichever options uh, Canada has. I think they're going to get a hub. And well, I think with what's going on in Minnesota, I think they're out <laughs> for oh, obvious of course. reasons. Of course, I, I thought they. I thought they'd be a fit, but oh, right, I thought they'd be a fit too. On. Yeah, you nope. you you absolutely cannot go there. Nope. Vegas, I think, would work. If not Vegas, you know, um, someplace else, but. Um, I think they'll do one one Canada and one domestic, but that's just me. And well, my 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 final take on the Denny Joe will. I'm not surprised at the reshuffling will because remember I said this. I think in the next five years, well, maybe even shorter than that, then the NBA and the NHL are going to do away with East and West when it comes to playoffs. I think they're going to use East and West to determine matchups. And I think they're just going to, once playoff comes, I think they're going to, I think they're going to have, regardless of East and West, the top team play whatever, blah, 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 and go from there. You're already hearing the NBA talking about that. They may even do it with this um, restart of the um, uh, season. They may do it like that. But, well, I think this is the beginning of, of that, which, I mean, to us sucks because we we won't get to see uh, – traditional hockey rivalry playoffs. We won't see Islanders uh, Penguins. We won't see Bruins Rangers. We'll see Islanders and the Flames like like in the playoffs. Like that should be a Stanley Cup. Like that shouldn't be 
a playoffs, you know. Well, that that was <laughs> that was well. If you look at it, the the Islanders did play the Kings back in the day in the playoffs in the first round back in 1980, and then the Islanders played the Flyers in the uh, Stanley Cup final just a couple of weeks later. You know, so if the people do forget about that, people really actually forget about that because of the the way how the conferences were and and, and such and. You know, you look at the Patrick division, the Campbell division, stuff like that. It, it's just things that you don't realize. But, you know, again, since we're people and, you know, that are under 30, or in this case, we'll say under 35. I'll, I'll be nice to you, Sean, since you're 31. Thank you, Will. You know, <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. But, but you know, it, it, it's just the way how it is. It's just the way how it is. Just having East versus West, it's simple. But – if they go, if they go into a new route now, like you said, if they could go out there and have the best sixteen teams going out there and and playing and competing, then why not? You know, try and make it a little, have try to have a little bit of flair to it. Go for it, you know. But that that's just basically my my hot take as well. Sean, any final uh, thoughts? No, pal. We'll just just continue doing uh, the great job and looking forward to more episodes coming out um, and just doing what we have to do. So just keep on doing that. Um, Russ, the last couple episodes are out featuring Al Murdoch of the Vancouver Canucks and Russell Baxter also is out. And well, that was a great day, man, because we interviewed both those guys on the same day. That's right. That was a real fun day. And uh, so looking forward to that. So now, well, uh, any final thoughts for you, bro? Yeah, be on the lookout for some more episodes. You know, we have plenty of episodes locked up in the chamber, all ready to go. Uh, You know, this episode obviously is dropping now because we haven't had an episode in a long time in which it would be us two talking to you, the, you know, the consumer. But hey, it was a great time talking sports with you. And one, you know, my final thought here for this, Max Kellerman, Colin Cowherd. Are you kidding me, guys? Well, okay, I honestly thought you, that you, was going to be. Well, I thought that was going to be your final, fi- like, like your first take. But well, the floor is yours. Go ahead, sir. I, I mean, dude, I was like that too. But I, you know, back ten years ago when I said hockey wasn't the greatest thing, I went to a hockey game five years ago. I fell in love with it. You know, I fell in love with the fans. I fell in love with the team game. I fell in love with everything about it. Just the overall quick pace to it. It's a sport that you don't notice and you don't see. And for the people out there that keep on talking about, oh, well, you know, my, a friend of mine brought it up uh, on Twitter. It's so interesting and it's so true. Think about it. NBC Sports is the only sports network here in America that promotes hockey, okay? One big sports network that covers all the NHL games and they specifically – and this is with Comcast, since Comcast owns NBC Sports Network. They go out there and they want to have the original six teams on, and they want to have the Penguins on, and they want to have all these other, you know, these teams that are that have these great quote-unquote histories, right? Like the Rangers, for example. Yeah, great history, but haven't won anything. They're janks. They're like the Jets. Okay, meanwhile, you look at the Islanders, almost the same thing with us. But still, it's besides the point. There are young teams out there that literally – can go out and provide you a, a great quality game on NBCSN. And not only that, but ESPN had the rights for the NHL 
back 20 years ago. And then they lost it in the lockout deal. Versus came out and won it, and then it became NBC. So there, there is that. But realistically, you know, you had ESPN, you had Fox with the glowing puck back in the 90s. You, I'm sure you remember that. And then all of a sudden, you, you, you know, 20 years later, you get a guy in Max Kellerman that's getting paid to say this stuff because, you know, oh, I got to have the opposite take of what Stephen A's saying or whatever it is. You know, that, that's what it comes down to. I would love to see Max Kellerman. I, I've been advocating to have Stephen A. Smith come to an Islander game. I put it out there on social media. Hey, Stephen A., come, come to the Coliseum and watch the Islanders. Max, I'm sure you're a Rangers fan, but who gives a flying fuck? Come to the Coliseum. You'll have a better time with better fans, quality fans, instead of dealing with people that wear suits that only care about the, you know, getting the business deal done, and that's it, and they're gone. And you see all these empty seats all around. And meanwhile, every Ranger fan in sight talks about, oh, I can't afford the tickets at the Garden, but I could go to the Nassau Coliseum and rip on the Islander fan. It's the same fucking shit. Go out and watch. Go out and watch it. Yeah, That's well, I, it. I was, I, I did not like Max Kellerman's take, Will, but I mean, listen. Horrible. At the, end of, at, the, at the end of the day, it's one of those things where when it comes to the four major sports, everybody, the majority of the world thinks of the NHL last. You know, it's football, it's NBA, it's baseball, and then it's, it's I mean, it goes by the fan, obviously, but I mean, at the end of the day, his take was wrong. People care about uh, hockey and, well, you know, when it comes to African-Americans, like like myself, the popularity of a sport has grown. You're starting to see more and more African-Americans um, playing the sport, coaching the sport, being involved with the sport. And to Max, that should be all the proof that he needs. Cause, well, when, it's not. It's because, not. well... When you're black, you're given a basketball or you're given a football. That's it. Right. Well, not because given... it's, it's, it's the cheaper sport. It, we, right. We've had this conversation plenty of times before. It's the cheaper sport. And, and also, black folks dominate those two sports in terms of the players on, um, uh, on the field. Right. However, Will, I think a major contributor to the increase in popularity for hockey amongst black folks is the popularity of lacrosse. Lacrosse is almost like hockey on feet, <laughs> pretty much. Right. And you suddenly see a lot more African Americans play lacrosse, which I think said, "Hey, hey, look, hey, if I could do this on grass, I could do this on ice." And it's and the similarities are the same. You got your net, you got your stick, you got your mask, you got the small little ball or slash the puck. So Max take was wrong, and obviously the backlash he got for it was well-deserved, and, you know, we shall see when, you know, whoever the Stanley Cup champion is, I'm sure they'll have a hot take or two waiting for Max. They won't. They won't. Max, that'll be something that they'll spend two minutes on because, obviously, the greater things that are going to happen is basketball. ESPN holds the rights to basketball, to the NBA, and just, in general, people gravitate towards basketball because it's, you know, think about it. You have guys like LeBron going out there being the lightning rod that he is you're having all these names that are out there that you know people gravitate to as opposed to the nhl you know it's more about the team game 
Well, hockey could take the spotlight, depending on who's in it. Because, well, if the NBA Finals, well, are the Magic and the Jazz, nobody's watching that. I'm sorry. People will, but, but there'll be very few eyes on the Magic and the Jazz. Now, if the Stanley Cup, let's just say, I don't mean to say this, but from a popularity standpoint, well, if the, if the Stanley Cup will, or the Rangers, and let's say, I don't know, the, the Rangers and <laughs> the Rangers and the Stars, or the Rangers and, you know, and the Rangers and the Jets, or whoever. Right. Well, just because two major um, uh, markets are playing for the championship, well, we saw this when, I mean to say this uh, again, when the Rangers and the Kings, when they had their Stanley Cup <laughs> the finals. You had New York and, and LA. LA right. And even last year, to a smaller extent, St. Louis and Boston, major uh, markets. So I think, it, I, think, I think it depends on who is playing for the cup. But, well, at the end of the day, Max Kellerman, when it comes to hockey, he was wrong, and I'm glad he got the backlash for it. So, we, so hopefully hockey picks a start date well, and we can get to see our boys Yep, back on Iceland. And happy absolutely. belated birthday to your boy, Will. Well, actually, not your boy, your new boy. Happy belated birthday to Anthony Bavillier. <laughs> because, Will, we all know who your first homie is and your no. first boy. No. He decided to nope. leave you and go up north. Nope. <laughs> your boy, Johnny T. Let's not, let's not bring up John today, right? <laughs> Let's not bring up John Tavares. I know you're laughing right now. I know the people can hear you laughing. It's okay. That's fine. Anthony Bobillier anyway, is my favorite Islander. So happy birthday to you, Anthony. Happy birthday to Anthony, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, keep killing it. 23 years old. Young. Kid. Young. And he wears my favorite number, 18. Keep it going, pal. Keep it going. Yeah. Also wore 72. Right. We'll, Which we'll, is a jersey that you have, well. I do. Game one. <laughs> Right, exactly. Game one. Exactly. Game one. Awesome stuff. All right, well, so for my co-host, William Chirucci, a.k.a. We'll see. I'm your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Shawnee on the mic, signing out. We spoke and we spoke MLB, NBA, and NHL. Everybody, be safe. Continue to stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. We love you all. Peace out.